Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Helen Glad to have everybody on today. How you guys doing? Doing great. That's good. Hey, good morning, everybody else that's on uh, Facebook. I think Facebook a lot. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I messed up on the page, so let me get that to the Hey, there we go. All right, let's. Um, there we go. Hey, good morning. I'll give everybody just kind of a second to come on in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is uh, Thursday morning, and we are excited about, you know, our journey through Survivor Scars. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. I'm gonna, I want to give you guys just a short recap of last night's Bible study, and then I will jump into this morning's Evo. Um, okay. uh, uh, good morning, Maya J24. Hey, good morning. Uh, Dickie Bellamy, good morning. Hey, Sister Barbara. Sarah, hey, good morning to you. I've got to have everybody on again. Terrell, this Porsche, Sister Porsche, Ever. Hey, Rochelle, good morning. Venus, good morning to you. I see Blue Hearts. Hey, I'm Val. Good morning. Lolita is on. Lady Kellum, good morning. Uh, Sister Yolinda, Belinda is on. Uh, I see Max, Texas. Is that from Texas, maybe? Possibly, maybe. Uh, Sheila and Kenneth are on. Uh, Miss Diane is on. Shante is on. Hey, Sister Ronnie, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Kimba, it's Coach Kim. Okay. Appreciate it. Hey, Coach Kim. <laughs> Okay, uh, we have orange and blue and turquoise hearts on Periscope. We appreciate that. Everybody's on the conference call. You guys still there? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Okay, there we go. Good morning. Sister Cheryl is on. Uh, Sister Eula, hey, Tanya, good morning. Good morning. Tanya, I heard you've been praying. Tanya, I heard you've been praying strongholds away. I saw your post earlier. appreciate that. On behalf of the kingdom, thanks. Good morning. Listen, uh, we're going to jump in, uh, jump in today. Of course, we're dealing with surviving scars, getting past hurts. And this week, particularly, hey, Justin, good morning, Brother Justin. This morning, particularly, is still in this vein of handling what we call loud silence, right? Those moments uh, where you kind of have to deal with, deal with life without people. Hey, Kendra, good morning. And uh, one of the things we just kind of talked about as a prelude from Bible study last night is we kind of dealt with the whole thing. Uh, we really dealt with this idea. Hey, Sister Monica, we dealt with this idea that one of the challenges to being in the silent moment is you keep asking questions about who did it and why and what. And we talked about that a little bit during the week. Uh, but, but the key to last night was helping everyone understand uh, that we are in this information age where we really think, we really think and believe that the more we know, the better it will go. That's not true. Uh, you think that if you get more information, things are going to be great. If you know who and you know why. Hey, Stacy. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, you know, you think if you know more, you no, no. Look, the very first sin was we had too much information, right? We way too much information. Uh, and sometimes your quest to find more information about why and how and when and who about your past is the very thing that's stopping you from moving forward. Look, he who dwells in the secret place must understand that God is going to have some secrets. He's not going to share everything with you. But then what he does share with you may be secrets, but they're secrets about your future, not secrets about your past. 
And so as we look at this loud sound of silence, just kind of as a as a as a um, as a PS, you know, to yesterday's evil dwells in the secret place. Understand that gaining too much information can be the very thing that holds you down. Too much information is the burden that stops you from moving forward. Uh, so you know, stop trying to figure out so much. We walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, so sometimes the less you know. One of the examples I gave last night is I asked everybody in Bible study to call me. Uh, but then, you know, I gave them a whole lot of numbers. I gave them a 757 number. I gave them an 809 number. I gave them an 804 number. I gave them a Periscope, gave them a Facebook. And by the time I had given them 15 different phone numbers to call, they realized that having too many phone numbers was just as bad as not having a phone number at all because they didn't know what number to call. Too much information. It's like drinking from a fire hose will leave you where you are. The secret place is designed for you to trust God, right? He was in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, he is my God, right? My fortress, my refuge in God, whom I trust. So in that place, you know, know that. Here we go. Today, that was yesterday. That was a PS yesterday. Uh, today what we want to talk about is being alive again, right? Being alive again. What's going on, Ruth? Being alive again. Look. Uh, today's scripture is out of First Peter chapter three. Uh, First Peter chapter three, and uh, we're going to look at verses eighteen and nineteen. First Peter three eighteen and nineteen. You can go ahead and type that up there. So I know you got it. First Peter three eighteen and nineteen. First Peter three eighteen. Okay, there it is. First Peter three eighteen and nineteen. Here, here's how I read. It reads this way: it says, "For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God." He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made a proclamation to the imprisoned saints. I'm going to read verse 20. To those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built, in it for only a few days, uh, for only, in it for only a few people ate and all were saved through the water. Here, here it is again. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. That's what I want to focus on right there. Because today is about being alive again. Listen, after the scars, after your silence, what this scripture says is even when there has been harm to your body, hurt to your person, what that does is it starts to prick and poke for your spirit to come alive. Right? Your, your spirit starts to come alive. All callers are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Your, your spirit gains re-restoration uh, rest, and is revitalized when there's pain done to your person. When you have emotional hurt, when you have physical hurt, when you have financial hurt, when the diagnosis or the heartache happens because of the events of life, and you're in a silent moment, whenever there's something done to your body, it's when your spirit regains its strength. Right? Maybe that's why David says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Because after everything was going on, the pressures of life hit him, the one thing he could count on is that to be pressed down in body is to be lifted up in spirit. I mean, that's the whole resurrection story, right? That's kind of our basis, that Jesus does not rise from the grave except that his body has to be buried. <laughs> Jesus rises from the grave with all power because his body had to be buried. And today what I want to tell you is you, too, have to come alive in your spirit. Now, the question, of course, is, well, how do I do that? Here's what Jesus does. Uh, Jesus, according to First Peter, it says he became alive in his spirit because he made a proclamation to other people who were dealing with their own silence. 
this is a part of your healing process whereby you start to share your story. Now, again, this isn't shared to everybody. This doesn't necessarily have to, uh, doesn't mean you have to be in a pulpit. You don't have to have a public platform with a microphone. But part of your healing happens when you start sharing. And what Jesus did is he began to make a proclamation. Uh, the Bible actually says to people who have been dead since the time of Noah. As a matter of fact, you know, theologically, this is a scripture where we argue that on Saturday, Jesus goes down into hell and preaches to spirits who have been dead. You know, that's, you know, I don't want to deal with the theology of it today. I would love to, trust me. But, you know, beyond the theology of Jesus going into hell and preaching a revival and spirits coming back to life, uh, what we do see in 1 Peter 3.18 is that when his body was hurt, his spirit came alive, and because his spirit was alive, he made a proclamation. He, he said, listen, he said, I am alive. I don't want to spoil Sunday's message, but that's part of it, that you are alive, that you survive. People didn't think you were going to make the divorce, you survive. People didn't know you were going to make it after that loved one passed away that you were so close to, you survive. People didn't know exactly how you were going to bounce back, you know, after losing a job and then, of course, having to move from the house to the apartment and having a downsize on the car, but you survive. And what's really important about this proclamation is remember, all of the other voices around you are silent. Everything that you're used to hearing has now gone into mute. The volume and the content of the conversation around you is no more. So when you can no longer depend on the outside voices, the outside influences, when the cheerleaders are now quiet, when your surrounding is now silent, how do you make it? You open up your mouth. You make a proclamation. You now turn the volume up on your own um, on, on your own work. You turn the volume up on your own value. You turn the volume up and you say, you know what? If you guys aren't going to say anything negative or positive, let me speak to myself. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror, right? I am healed. I am going to make it. I will be okay. I will be able to supply as a single parent. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be as healthy and strong as I can with my condition. Before the healing, I'm still going to be whole, right? If God does not reverse the cancer, reverse the diagnosis, take away the lupus, heal me from being crippled, you are still whole in this state. And see, when you make those proclamations, when you make those declarations, when you have, you know, what I call an audible anointing, right, where you open up your mouth and start speaking truth to power and speak those things that are not as though they are, then dead things around you start to come to life. (laughs) I'm trying not to preach. I'm trying to just kind of be calm, but that's exciting because when Jesus' body dies, right, when he deals with his scars, his spirit comes alive. Once his spirit comes alive, he then descends to a place where other dead people are. When he gets to where the other dead people are, he makes a proclamation, and his preaching, his proclamation brings their spirit to life. If you go over and look at Matthew 27, there's a really interesting scripture there. Matthew 27, it says that while Jesus was on the cross, the earth began to shake and tremble, and it says uh, that those who were dead, their, their spirits went back into their body. Then it says after Jesus was resurrected. That's the key. After Jesus was resurrected, the tombs came open, and the dead bodies got up, walked out of the grave, and went down the street after they left the tombs, went into the holy place. And when you connect 1 Peter 3.18 with Matthew 27, we see that Jesus' proclamation made 
people's spirits come alive and the bodies resurrected. Here's a short, that when you start making a proclamation, despite your scars, despite the silence, and now your voice is the one that's heard, then you literally lift other people's spirits. You bring joy back to home, and you bring life back to God. You are now the change agent in communities and in churches and in school systems and, uh, you know, among you and your siblings. But that makes, uh, that takes you having to know that despite your scars, you can be, as I quote today, alive again, that death, that death cannot hold you down, right? That scars cannot keep you separated from God's love. That that cuts and abrasions cannot curtail or stop what God is doing. Today you have to know that you are alive again. And I want to pray that. I want to pray God today, now Jesus saying that you remind us that despite how far we've fallen, we are alive again. That, that you have resurrected us, that you have given us joy, that you have uh, taken hold, God, not just of our bodies but of our spirits. And as a result, God, we can live again. We can love again. We can engage relationships again. We can believe again. Uh, God, we can be whole. And so I pray, God, wholeness. I pray, God, of volumes of voices, God, to be lifted up, cries, God, to go forth, acknowledging that you, God, have made us who we are. And uh, because you have begun this work in us, there's no one that can stop it. I pray. God, today, that lives will be changed because of testimonies and proclamations that we are alive. Like the servants of Job, God, we have survived. We have made it through. And for that, God, we are grateful. We pray now healing and wholeness. We pray now, God, our voices to be that which soothes pains and heal hurt in the name of Jesus. We pray it now. Believing it is so together, we all we all believe, God. Amen. Listen, you guys have a great day today. Uh, and I'm, I'm believing that today God will help you revive your spirit. Be blessed.